WTL, where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron, oh. <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. We're back. <laughs> yes, we are. And we got, this is going to be a really fun, a really fun episode. For sure. So much going on. Yeah. We got, of course, Super Bowl 57. The Super Bowl. NASCAR's kicking off. Yeah. A little shootout we got to yeah. talk about. The Clash. The Clash. <laughs> The association, NBA, college, NCAA basketball. Yeah. So we got a full slate on the way. So what the hey? Let's just dive right into it yeah. and get into what everybody wants to talk about, and that is Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Yeah. But before we look ahead to some of the player props and opening lines, and yeah. early line movement because it's a Super Bowl. Of course, it's on the move. Yeah. Let's take a let's uh, go over a little bit of what was. In those championship games, because they uh, generated a little bit of buzz. They did, they? Andy. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple people not happy on both sides, but that's what happens. It's rigged. It's when, so rigged. <laughs> when it comes to uh, championship games, you know, you can't, you know, these are the four best teams in the NFL, yeah, yeah. and it's going to shake out that way. But yeah, I split. <laughs> I split on the weekend pretty much in these games. Yeah. I was so high on the 49ers, which was, you know, really, you know, just a. Just to, you know, with the injuries there, Andy, it was yeah. just so bad to see if they could have hung around with the Eagles. I don't know if they could have, but with Brock Purdy, the way that he played down the stretch, it seems yeah. like they could have. Right. And, you know, just the mentality McCaffrey had, you know, it looked like right. that they that they had a full head of steam. It just uh the, the Eagles were just too much for that. The backup, backup, and the backup, backup, the backup. backup. <laughs> Didn't I see like uh, you said, uh, like uh, their backup fullback was starting to take snaps on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, uh, like, McCaffrey was the emergency, <laughs> and then Kyle Uzcheck was the emergency oh after God. that. So th- that's that's where they came down to nice. at the end of that game. So when you're in a in a NFC mm. Championship game against the what what, what many are saying the best, the best team, the best, best team in the NFL, um, it's it's not going to work out for you. No, and that that threw off so many. Not just uh, it threw off a lot of player props too, yeah. and not just the quarterback and the passing yards and things of that nature, but the receivers. You know, Debo wasn't going to get his yards. Well, and they're just going to stack the box against CMC as well. So right. if you had rushing yards for CMC, yeah. that's not going to hit. Rushing yards for Debo is not going to hit now because they're stacking the box, making Johnson you know throw it down yeah. the field, and then when he goes out, yeah. they have no. Nothing to do but run, right. in the, which they didn't the whole second half. They they tried doing some reverses, some I mean, halfback passes and stuff like that. Yeah. But the Eagles are going to sniff that out because they're like, you have no quarterback. We know what you're doing. Exactly. We know what you have to so, do to yes. try and move the ball at this point. Yep. Uh, and I thought it was pretty... Uh, funny how everyone's like, wow, Nadamakan Sue, he's still looking good. <laughs> really? <laughs> Husker shout out just takes the whole year off, of, except last, like, what, four or five weeks. I wonder who's going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the best team in the NFL? I'll get on that yeah, team. That sounds good to me. While this other guy next to me is He called it on Twitter way back when. Oh, they yeah. asked him what he's going to be doing. Probably hanging out in Arizona with his buddies. <laughs> so, so good for Sue. Yep. And picking another winner, you know, in the later stages of his career. For sure. Isn't that just like another, like, knife twist in the side of, like, Detroit fans? Like, oh, for sure. The prime of his career was just, I don't want to say wasted, but what do you say? It's it's literally Dinamican Sue and Matthew Stafford had him <laughs> in Calvin Johnson, had him for all their primes, yeah. couldn't win a Super Bowl. Matt Stafford leaves next year, Super Bowl. 
a couple years after Sue leaves, gets to the Bucks Super Bowl, and he has a chance to do it again. Like when they had their good years with Megatron and Stafford, and <laughs> wasn't it Farley and Sue were the yep, two tackles? For like, sure. Oh, they won 11 games. Yep, like that pretty was their, good. That was their, Made the playoffs. <laughs> I was thinking, Made the playoffs. I didn't mean to throw shade at Detroit there. It's yep. just a low-hanging fruit. It's what happens. <laughs> uh, but I did, feel, I did feel bad for San Francisco. We didn't yeah. get a fair shot from them. I don't think we saw... Uh, I don't think the Eagles had to expose much of their hand either. No, they I didn't. Think they and really put the brakes on their offense. They especially did in the second half. They did. Well, they were just kind of playing keep away. Yep. Don't get Jalen Hurts hurt yep. any more than he already is. They're still running and quarterback reads exactly, Joe and Reed. had their fourth and fifth string running back out there yep. as well. So, no, they got the full playbook going into this Kansas City game. So yep. it's it's it's. It's going to be a good game. And, uh, I mean, Suriani is just so arrogant. I mean, give him his due. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he's winning. He's For sure. Winning, so he get, he gets to stand He on gets to do that. Yep. So take Keep it. winning. Take it. Yep. You know, I mean. <laughs> but, yeah. Give Philly their, their day in the sun. For sure. All right. Should we talk about the AFC Let's game? Let's do it, Andy. <laughs> and this is one that we kind of both were looking at the same way. Yep. If you're getting points either way, if it gets over three, probably take it. Jump it. Which either side. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I just said hammer the money line for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it ended up that's the way Nailed it went. It. Yep. Um, also hit a good prop bet with Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score. That's oh, just a given nowadays, yeah, Andy. It is, and it really you know, is. and and be looking for that one in the Super Bowl because anytime these guys are within ten yards, Travis Kelsey is the main circle on the field. Defense still knows it, and they still can't stop it. That's Jason's little brother. Did you know the Kelsey Jason, Bowl? J- yeah, Jason Kelsey's little brother is going to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I heard no, something about nobody's that. heard of him before. He's only like a seven-time <laughs> first-team All-Pro. But no, uh, but we're, like we were saying, this Bengals game we knew was going to come down to the last drive, Andy. Yeah. And Burrow had a chance. God, that was wild. What it a was wild, wild game. And then turnovers, fumbles. turnovers, fumbles. Joey B penalties. running on penalties. <laughs> My God. And it's so funny. You know, you listen to – which we're close to Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, for sure. So we hear a lot of that chatter. We're the on refs, the red side, for sure. And the refs are out to get us and all this other stuff. <laughs> and now it's the Bengals' turn to say, yeah. no, the refs no, are out the, to get yeah. us. <laughs> Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was true because a lot of people were behind Joey B as well. So uh, The refs let him get his leg broken the week before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they let the play. No, continue. and if you, if you literally look at that last play he was totally out of bounds just don't hit him he's the most popular player yeah. in all of football don't touch him when he goes out of bounds you go into overtime and anything can happen right right it's a coin flip and maybe you can get a score and put the pressure on them yeah you know but yeah you gotta you gotta pull back there you gave him that extra 15 yards and then that was just cash money too easy for sure for the three-point field goal win which did Cover because the line moved right at the end there. Right there. Got that half point. Bengals plus two. two. Yep. Uh, and, you know, Bengals had their chances. They, they had, had their, their chances. Shots. Andy and I thought they were going to win that last turnover. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It's happening again to Kansas City. Yep. It's happening again. It's, it's yeah, it's coming in down to the stretch Did, where Joe Burrow is going to steal the show. And that's what happened. But if you would have told me last week, Andy, that there was only going to be 43 points scored in this game and the yeah. Bengals were only going to account for 20 of them, yeah. I, I would have had a hard time of believing that the Cincinnati Bengals were going to score under three touchdowns because yeah. you just didn't see any reference of that in no, this playoffs. Not at all. And you still had some injuries, lingering injuries on the defensive side for Kansas City. Exactly. And you had what well, Sneed went down yeah. and didn't come back. No. 
There was a backup the whole time, yeah. the whole entire night. And they couldn't dice him up with no. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joey right. B. Yeah, but when when he trotted out there after that last turnover about midfield, yeah, I'm like, is he gonna just put his like shades on? And yeah, just do this last drive with his shades <laughs> he on. He could have done so it. Damn cool. Just light up a stogie and walk out on the <laughs> walk out on the field. I mean, I I wouldn't put it. Past I was him. I was Why waiting not? for it. I was really glad the Chiefs won, but it was a really really good fought AFC Championship game. It really was, and go back to the NFC. That one did, and I mentioned last week. I could see value if it moved, got to plus three, mm-hmm. which we thought it might. It did, yeah. but I did not take San Francisco. Yeah. I was content with my Philadelphia money line bet. I just left it sit right there. Plus, I was checking the kids into vacation and it was yeah. mess and blah 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 blah. We all got it. But uh, guess what? We got a within the first hour of checking into our hotel room, we got a noise complaint. So <laughs> that's hey, what we, happened. We can still, we can it was still just like around. Arrowhead. <laughs> it, was, it was like Arrowhead. <laughs> that was pretty fun being in Kansas City for though. sure. A lot of. A lot of Mahomes jerseys oh, yeah. running around. That was for sure. Should we talk about opening lines? Yeah, Super let's Bowl do 57? it, Andy. Let's do it. All right, so this is going to be at, what, State Farm Field in Glendale, Arizona. You got it. Not this weekend, the next weekend. Do that extra week in yep. the NFL. Now, this line, I mean, just like all Super Bowls, yep. opened at a minus one Kansas City. Yep. Okay, and then it within five hours, within five hours. Flips. It, it well it moved all the way to minus, moved moved to minus two. It did it did flip. Yeah, it flipped early, but then it, then it flipped back. But it got up to minus two, Kansas City. Now it seems like it's really settled out at that minus one. Basically a pick'em type scenario. Basically a pick'em. Uh, some books still have it minus one and a half towards the Eagles. The uh, the Kansas City Chiefs grabbing a point there. If if you feel like that's you know the mm. way that you want to go, Andy, and you, you know. If you're on the Chiefs, I would just go with the money line bet right now at a plus 105. Yeah. If you're on the Chiefs, get the plus money. Yep. That point and a half doesn't really mean much to me because I think it's going to be decided by a three-pointer again. Yeah. So, yeah. if if you're if you're on the Chiefs, take the value with the plus 105. I really like it right now. Uh you're you're not scared. What what kind of gives me a pause? Yeah. It was all the injuries that Kansas City has. Not only we talked about the defensive ones, yeah, you know, and in their secondary. And say what you will, but Jalen Hurts, he's been off the last couple of weeks. He mm-hmm. had he missed AJ Brown wide open Big a time. couple times. Uh, you can see he just he's not accurate like yeah. Mahomes. Let's just call it what it is. He's yeah. not ac- He leans on that zone read for that sure, game. which that, he should. That's his game. That's fine. That's fine. The only thing with me, Andy, is I just think with. The way the Kansas City Chiefs are with the head coach, with the two superstars, the guys mm-hmm. that have won a Super Bowl, yeah. Mahomes has the swag. Not saying that the Eagles haven't done this all year and yeah. haven't won a Super Bowl in recent years because they have. I'm saying I'm going with the superstar. I'm going with the superstar tight end, quarterback, and head coach to win this Super Bowl. Yeah, and figure it out and not drop another one. Yep. Uh, but with Kansas City, I, I do want to watch this following yeah. week. The injuries, more important to me, are For the sure. receivers. Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, yeah. he went out. He left the game. He did not return. That came out as a knee injury. And, of course, they're being quiet about it, so he's listed as questionable. No doubt. Hardman's still out. Uh, you also got two other receivers on the injury report Yeah, no. questionable. Yeah, if, if they're relying on MVS to be the top guy other than Travis Kelsey, they might be able to blanket Kelsey a, a little bit more than another team would. Yeah, yeah. But the way that MVS played last weekend was crazy. Damn Just good. emerged as a number one receiver, so I'm yep. not too—
too scared about that just because I know Mahomes can get the ball to anybody. You heard the horn there. Let's go over one player prop that we want to keep an eye on moving yeah. into next week. My biggest player prop right now is Super Bowl MVP, Andy, Ooh. for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Plus 130 right now. Yeah. Jump on it. I think it's going to hit. Yeah, and the – that that is just solid. Yeah, that is solid because if the Chiefs win, that's almost a lock for him to get. The only, it is the only way that wouldn't go to him is if Kelsey had like three touchdown passes and he, and he caught a couple bad passes to yeah. afford those. It, like, or ran one in or something like that. A defensive back gets two picks. Yeah. you know something goofy. It, something like that. goofy. One yeah. of these two quarterbacks is probably going to be the MVP, and Mahomes is definitely the I I think the leader in it. So I would take the plus one thirty right now. Put a hundred bucks on it to win one thirty. Easy money. I'm looking at Kansas City too, and I'm I'm reaching a little bit more yeah. here. I'm looking at total receiving yards. We talked about the injuries okay. to those receivers. Yeah, yeah. Pachenko finally came uh, out. They right. were holding that. They were holding that back. Holding yeah, that yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. He had a big couple of last games for sure because he had to play receiver. He did. Uh, a lot of the the sharps that I kind of follow, and I like to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They were saying if it's twelve, twelve and a half um, or less, jump all over it. I yeah. just see a really good odds from points bet that book ten and a half. I am on it. Give me Pachenko going over 10.5 yards receiving. Even if those guys do come back, yeah. they tend to leave the game injured sometime. Yeah, no doubt, and Andy. Pachenko is going to take all those snaps you know, this week and the last two weeks at receiver. And a, and a great thing about a bet like that, Andy, is he can do that on one play. Yeah, one which, play. Which is, which is great. And if you're looking back he, against Cincinnati Bengals, he had five receptions for 59 yards. Bingo. So big time cover. I think that's a good bet as well. So I'm with you on that. We'll keep our eye on it. So you, you heard the horn there. That means we're up against it. But before we let everyone go, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. As always, went back to my old reliable, the Cardinal Pale Ale. Taco Vesa. The Taco All day, Vesa. every day. The Mexican lager. <laughs> it's light. I mean, you can't just you can't have just one. It's like a potato no, chip. No, it's just you like the lace. One. Pop a top. Yep, just pop a give top. Me the, give me the whole six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska Brewing Company. World class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. Jabron the Parley. <laughs> you got there. it. You got it. All right, we talked a little Super Bowl, a little fun. What yeah. was what was happened in the championships? Now let's get into another one of your wheelhouses, one yeah. of your favorite sports, America's new pastime. Yeah. That is the UFC. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Fight night, Sunday night, February 5th at the old Apex in Las Vegas. You got it. And this is just another one of those fun cards. It is. Uh Slugfest across the board. Slugfest across the board. All these guys, just three really, really good matchups to end the you know to end the card with. Let's start out with Tybeer versus Ivanov, Andy. Um, these two fighters very similar in the fact that they each land around three and a half strikes per minute and own takedown defenses around eighty percent. And they're which, both two hundred fifty pounds plus. Right. I mean, these are big. <laughs> these dudes. are big dudes. Um, the one thing that you kind of want to look at is Tiber features a four-inch height advantage and a five-inch reach advantage, Andy, over Ivanov. That'll be key to earning a slight edge in the octagon, I think. 
What so, about minus two hundred right now? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Sorry, Tiberius is minus two hundred. Ivanov at the plus one sixty eight. Yeah. Um. So They're both coming off wins. V- very, very much so. And I've what I'm really looking at, Andy, right now is Tiberia to win by decision. So mm. you're gonna have to wait for that line to come out. But if you want to take the minus two hundred right now, I'm all for that as well. But Ivanov's last six bouts have all res. Resulted in decisions, yeah. while five of Tabira's last seven have come from the judges as well. So I really think this is going to go to the distance, and I really think Tabira gets it by points. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to go totally off the wall here, and I'm going to date myself with a reference. But yeah, Ivanov looks like a really old uh, Simpsons episode <laughs> where Homer took on boxing. No. Yeah, and he was just this big old pudgy dude, and the, yeah. the opposing boxer would get tired punching Homer. Yeah, he looks like a Homer. He's big like Homer. <laughs> it just looks like he can take a punch. Yeah. Hopefully Tibera can hang out, though, can hang in there for three rounds. Yeah, no, I think he will, and I, th- I think Tibera by points is definitely the way to go in this one, Andy. All right, let's move on to the next fight. That yeah. is a light heavyweight bout. You're looking at Devin Clark taking on Danun Hung. Yep, Young versus Clark. Uh, this fight tells a little different story, Andy, of two fighters who need to win for different reasons. The South um, Korean's a big favorite, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like you said, Young coming in at a minus 255 on my book, Devin Clark at the plus 210. Yep. On one hand, Young is out for revenge after a KO loss to Dustin Jacoby at UFC Long Island ended Young's 14 14- 0-1 run. Meanwhile, Clark is in desperate need of a victory after going 1-3 and in his last four yep, outings, yep. the most recently succumbing to uh, Osmot via TKO at UFC on ESPN 41. Yep. So, in the end, I don't like Clark's odds much here. Obviously, he's a huge underdog. After all, his opponents have finished him in five of his last 11 fights. That's yeah. that's a high rate of getting knocked out in so the he UFC. Was like, he was like he started like 13 and 1, yeah, 13 and 2, for and sure. he's just kind of been on a slide ever since then. And that's we've talked about this happening to other fighters like, okay, you're yeah. 10 and 0, now you got to step it up. Exactly, Andy. And and that's when you get into that higher, you know, echelon of competition, it happens to you. Yep. Though Clark's experience should keep him in this for a bit. I just like Young's uh will ultimately get the victory in this one. So my best bet is to hang on that minus 255, maybe throw it in as a parlay piece right. later in Play the week or yep. something. But I really think Dan Hoon Young to win this fight is the best bet. All righty. Yeah, I mean, you're really tough to argue with that. Like yeah. you said, both coming off losses, and I think Young's just got a little bit more gas in the tank right no now. No doubt about and it, his Andy. his trajectory is still maybe going up. Let's talk about the main event. Yes. One of your all-time favorites. Always draws big. Oh, yeah. A big card fight. That is Derek Lewis taking on Sergey Spivoff. Uh, and their nicknames just kill The me. Black Beast versus the Polar Bear. <laughs> you can't have any polar opposites. No. This is, this is like you said, two of the biggest heavyweights in the world. Uh, a huge ranked fight. Derek Lewis comes in at number seven in the heavyweight division. Yep. Sergi, the polar bear, at number 12. So this could really catapult the polar bear into that next echelon of fighter that he's looking to get into, Andy. Sergi's a big favorite here, too. Minus 225 is what I'm looking at right now. Exactly, Andy. And Everybody's going to, you know, kind of hate me for this, but I really think that the polar bear does get the win here. Mm. But the way that you kind of want to bet this is wait around to see what Derek Lewis by TKO is going to bring because that is going to be the value bet in this fight. The only way that Derek Lewis wins this fight is by knockout. Right. 
And but my best bet is to wait around and say this fight will not go the distance. Go under on rounds because no matter yeah. which way this goes, it's either going to be a Derek Lewis knockout or a polar bear right uh, submission or, or knockout. <laughs> either one. Uh, that's why I'm saying is the fight will not go the distance. So bet the under on rounds. But it, it's just Sergi's quite a bit younger, isn't he? Oh, big time, Andy. Yeah, uh, Derek just, Lewis has been around forever. Yeah, you can just look at it, Andy, from their records. Derek Lewis comes in at 26 and 10, yeah. 36 fights in the UFC, 21 knockouts, mind you. Yeah. And then Sergi comes in at a 15 and 3 right. with seven KOs. So, I mean, just the tread on the tires here, Andy. And just the way that Derek Lewis has looked in the past couple fights. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you can't really fault the guy because he's always getting big names to fight against mm-hmm. the best people in the heavyweight division well, he draws a crowd he draws a crowd so crowd. they're going to put him against some of the up and comers some of the top 5 fighters in that heavyweight division which always doesn't yeah. you know spend well for the black <laughs> beast so i'm not saying he can't win this fight but definitely wait around look at that tko for Derek lewis because he's not going to last the whole fight yeah. he's either going to knock him out or the polar bear is going to take him down and submit him. And you're talking about recent events. Sergi's coming off a win, the yeah. young man from Moldova, and you know Derek Luce coming off a loss. Yeah, his last three fights have looked pretty rough. They have, and you hate to say that about a you know really really legend, a legend. So that's that's where I'm sitting on that, and that's it. That's it. So that then that is Sunday. A lot of fight nights are on Saturday. That exactly. Was on Sunday, February fifth. And things get started as far as the main card at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 p.m. Central. Yep. So that's something to keep in mind when you're out and about over the weekend. Hey, well, I got a minute here. Let's remind everyone to subscribe, hit like, follow us on YouTube. We're coming out with a whole bunch of shorts throughout the week. For sure. YouTube shorts. Uh, and they're a lot of fun. You yeah. Know, we, we have fun with them. Uh, there's additional picks that we do on there as well. And if you don't have time, you know, to listen to a whole an hour yeah. long show, get on YouTube, just watch a section of it. No, exactly. And you do a really good job of setting that up, Andy, that you can literally just zoom to the game or pick that you right. want, especially with those shorts, Andy. I really like those, you know, 30-second yeah. clips or minute clips of just one of the picks that we go through on the podcast here. So yeah. I think they're really good hitters. They're really fun to watch. Uh, you razzing me, I'm, you know, <laughs> taking it because you're usually the smarter one in the group. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're the pick man. Uh, and the, but when you do that, you put yourself out there. Yeah, for sure. You know? um, but <laughs> what I liked about it was, or what it's kind of evolved into, is like, okay, it's Saturday. Yeah. Now it's time for college basketball. For sure. So you can go through the three or four college basketball picks that we've done. Agreed. When it's Sunday, then you go to the NFL picks. You know, Even if you listen to the full episode on Thursdays or whenever you download it. It's a good refresher. It is. It is. And it's a lot of fun. I find myself doing that, Andy, as well. And I always like to to hear the comments. Uh, There's some guys out there that like to give it to you, and I'm like, you should have posted that before the game. Yeah. I could take a little bit more out of exactly. it. Exactly. You know, no, <laughs> I love it. Razz me as much as you want. It, it's not going to crack me. I'm going to keep picking like uh, the way that I do. And going by that, Andy, I do want to throw the three-teamer out for the UFC fight night. Let's do it. I, I'm just going literally what I just said. Tybeer at a minus 130. Young at a minus 250. And the Polar Bear Spivak at a minus 240. Putting $50 on it. To return 125, Andy. I like it. And it was just the ones that we did right there. That's just the three down the line. Taking good. taking the uh just taking the odds on all three of them. All three favorites. I think it's gonna hit. 
All three favorites. So that's a pretty good, pretty good deal, pretty good bet there. It as should well. be. It should be. All right. Well, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. I've been enjoying the Cardinal Pale Ale, like I always usually am. You know, yeah. I mix it up. Uh, but you don't mix it up so much. I don't. Taco Vesa. It's the one and only for me. The Mexican lager. So easy good. Easy drinking. Yep. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy. Lesson joined by Gibran, <laughs> the parlay pounder. You got it. Start your engines. <laughs> we teased it at the opening. We did. We're not just talking football. We're not just talking basketball. Exactly. Or UFC, NASCAR, baby. Mm-hmm. It opens up the clash at the Coliseum Sunday. Yeah. At the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, kind of a fun event to kind of kickstart the NASCAR season, and there are prop bets. All over the place. Yep. The lines have just hit uh, recently, and you know the familiar names yeah. are at the top, and oh, they course. probably should be. But I know you got a few plays, yeah, uh, that you want to bring up here, going up and down the list, and maybe some prop bets as well. Exactly, Andy. And like you said, NASCAR will install a fabricated racetrack yeah. at the USC Coliseum they where they play asphalt. football. Yeah, no, it, but they bring it all in. It's not built there, all that kind of stuff. But no, this is a really fun thing. It's a, you know, it's an exhibition that qualified, you know, last year when I watched this race, Andy, it was so fun, but it looked like the front two rows via the heat races that happened the day before uh-huh. are the only cars that had a shot. The race is quick and, you know, fun to watch, but passing does not happen anywhere in the field. There's no le- room. Let alone up front. There's no room. <laughs> you know, the broadcasters in that, you know, situation were, you know, two very competent short trackers, Clint Bauer and Tony Stewart, uh-huh. and they agreed that Chase Elliott was probably the best driver you know, and he was the one to beat last year, but unfortunately, Chase Elliott was buried in traffic and went nowhere near, you know, in front yeah. of the line in, in the 2022 clash at the Coliseum. So those up front, those best odds guys aren't always the best to go for on this one. You got to win the poll, right? You got to win the poll, and you got to look at some really, really good drivers that are good on short racetracks. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these other guys are, you know, the best at Daytona, all that kind of stuff. These short track racers that I'm going to get into a little bit here are the guys that I'm really, really looking for to get top heat here and then hold this in the clash. So the first one I want to talk about is Ryan Pierce. He's at a plus 4,000 right now, Andy. Plus 4,000 to win. (laughs) I got some ones that are even more off the wall than this. So, yeah, if you throw throw literally $100 on this guy to win, you're returning, and he wins, you're returning $4,000. just going up and down the list trying to find this Yeah. No, Pierce grew up on short tracks, and some of his best Xfinity races have been on short tracks. So I really see this guy as kind of, you know, one of the dark horses, one of the the middle-of-the-pack guys that could lay down a really, really good heat race and get up there in the front of the line to win this race. Obviously, on the lighter side of stuff, Christopher Bell. He's sitting at a plus 800. It's hard to find a better short track racer than Bell. Bell is exceptional in yeah. Xfinity Series and has been, you know, has honed his skills at the cup level. So, you know, he it's not too big of a moment yeah, for him, yeah. Andy. Uh, he nearly won at the short flat race uh, track in Richmond. He did win at New Hampshire. 
the do or die race at Martinsville last October. So he has experience in winning these short races. The track inside the Coliseum is microscopic and flat, Andy. It's within the, the Coliseum. It's within the, the LA football Coliseum. season. Yeah, yeah. The football you know, field. There is a rhythm. The short tracker that finds his groove the quickest will excel in a qualifying. Uh, so I really think Bell, because he's one of the best short track drivers in this series, yeah. has a really good shot at plus 800, Andy. And, and words out about Christopher Bell. He's amongst sure. the leaders as far as the the odds at that plus 800 right exactly. now. Exactly. I think Joy Logano, Chase Elliott, they're at the top of the list, like what I'm looking at, at plus 750. Exactly. So Christopher Bell is getting a lot of respect with, with what he can do on the short track. Exactly. And you, you just said it there. Um, what most money going on is Joey Logano plus 750 on most books. His yeah. odds are the most appealing. You know, 750 isn't bad for a favorite, obviously. That's yeah. very good value there. But there is a reason for that. Logano won the inaugural. He won last year, Andy, <laughs> at the Clash of the Coliseum. Yeah. He's also won the se- season ending race. Uh, in Phoenix, so he he won the first race, won the last race. So there you go. there's Bookends. a reason that he's at plus seven fifty in the winner, and you know projected the winner here. Andy, is there anybody that you're kind of looking mid pack to high pack that you know got your eye a little bit? Kyle, Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush. Heck yeah, I it's mean, named after him. He's such a prick. Uh, nobody <laughs> likes him, so it kind of makes me like him. Heck yeah! Uh, and you talked about Logano between Logano and Bush, they have twenty three short track victories between the two. Right. So I think if you kind of sprinkle it across those two drivers, for you, sure, you have it as far as a shootout goes. Like this, yeah, you got pretty good odds. Like if one guy wrecks, well, you still got the other guy out there, <laughs> exactly, uh, spinning it. So uh, I like I like Logano, of course, which of course everybody does. He's at the top, but Bush is right there. I think yeah. what what uh, plus nine hundred plus yeah plus yeah, eight hundred on some books nine hundred on others. So, yeah, no, Kyle Bush, it's the Bush Light clash at the Coliseum, Andy. So, <laughs> you you have to you have to get go my, with the namesake a little bit. Get my Bush Light, my peanut M&M's. <laughs> yep. M&Ms. Call it good. <laughs> there you go. Go with all the sponsors. Um, one that I do want to throw out there, Andy, and this is a, out of left field. Justin Haley is at plus Justin Haley. 10,000. Okay. Yes, this is a kind of a stretch in, that's heavily influenced by last season's opener. Haley had a top three car at LA last season, but got wrecked out by Kyle Larson late in the race. Could have, could he have passed his way into first? Doubtful. Okay. But also, that race was a year ago. A lot has changed. There has been, you know, entire season of development in the next gen car. Uh, regardless, you know, of uncertainties, Haley. Is sitting there, and he was at a top place right there at the clash last year. So, I think he's good here. I mean, obviously, he's had experience here, and he's at a plus yeah. ten thousand. That's that. I think that's a big enough shot to you right. know throw a couple bucks on at a plus ten thousand line. That's probably. I mean, when you're talking just straight up odds, and hey, it might hit. He's probably it makes more sense to bet on him than one of the number of guys at a plus thousand, plus fifteen hundred. Exactly. You Andy. know, you're just throwing darts at this point anyway. I I agree. And like I said, he he had a top three car in L.A. Yeah. last season and got wrecked out by one of the best drivers in Kyle Larson, obviously. Yeah. So. I really like that. I I like the value in it. But, yeah, don't get crazy on that one. Just a couple (laughs) bucks here and there. And that's what's really fun about these NASCAR races, Andy, that um, you can literally just throw a couple bucks on each one of them and and let it all play out themselves. So that's that's a play I really like in this race. 
Uh, do do you have any like prop bets like who you think is going to lead the most laps or does that even come out? Until that that comes closer? out later in the later you know in the week here, Andy. So you would have to probably wait till Saturday for all that stuff to hone uh-huh. in. Obviously, they want to see the poll exactly. You know, how the safest perform. way to bet this, Andy, and I should have let off with this is to wait for the heat races to finish on Sunday afternoon, then bet the cars starting up front. Mm-hmm. At that point, their odds will be very short, though. They won't be the extended 7, 15, 800 right. they are right, right now. The trick will be to pick these cars early in the week before practice qualifying in the heat races to maximize your value. Now, Andy, is there a prop bet that I like? There is one, but it's the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series winner. Okay. I'm going in okay. with my guy, Woo. thinking he's going to win the entire season, and that is Joey Logano at a plus 1,000 right now to win the entire season. That's the guy that I think, I think is going time. to win the entire Cup. I think he's a very good, very good value there at plus 1,000. Chase Elliott sitting there at plus 500. Obviously, he's the favorite going into the season, but I think it's Logano's year, and that's where I'm heading. Well, and he and he's up amongst the leaders at the Clash of the Coliseum. Oh, for sure. So I mean, he's starting off in front, and usually the guys that start fast start good. They end up uh, near. the I top. agree. I agree. So yeah, I don't think that's too far out. They're not like your plus. Ten thousand, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it, Andy. <laughs> uh, or, or anything like that. Um, you know, last year you 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 had a couple NASCAR parties. You know, yeah. with a bunch of different prop sheets. Yeah. Are you doing anything like that this y- year? We probably this? will for like Daytona and stuff like that, Andy. This is kind of the one to get everybody's juices flowing in mm-hmm. the NASCAR season, and then we'll do you know parties for Talladega, Daytona, you know stuff like that. So those are when you really see prop sheets come out, Andy, is for yeah, yeah. Daytona, Talladega, and all the kind of stuff like that. Like I said, this is just to get the juices flowing and you know everybody back into the sport, especially with so much other sporting events going on right now. And there's no NFL football this Sunday, so yeah. just conveniently Sunday, 8, 7 Central yeah. on Fox, we have the, the Clash, clash at, at the Coliseum. Coliseum. That'll it, be a lot of fun. Exactly. And one more, one more oh, tidbit I have to do. do. Let's do it. This is the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum, and guess who drives the Bush Light car? It'd be number four, Kevin Harvick. Oh, yeah. He's sitting a, at yeah. plus 1,700. Always a good bet when you're getting with the Harvick guy, and especially yep. they're going to want to push him into the front. He has the bush like car. So if you are a believer in all that kind of stuff, Kevin Harvick is obviously a good bet as well at plus 1,700. I saw his name pop up a couple times as a no value doubt. choice, a value pick, so I, I yeah. have to agree with you on that one as well. Love it. Let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. I've been enjoying my Cardinal Pale Ale. Yeah. What do you got? Taco Vesa. Taco Vesa, the Mexican light lager. You got it. Easy drink and perfect for like a Sunday if you had a couple hours to kill. Yeah, like if you're going to sit down and watch a race, something like that. If you don't want to drink Bush Light. If you don't want to drink Bush Light, definitely look at the Taco Vesa. (laughs) You got it. Heck yeah. World class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by... Gibran. <laughs> you got the it. Parley Pounder. <laughs> we're back, we're back. Yes, sir, we are. And, I mean, we talked UFC Fight Night. Yep. We talked a little NASCAR. Yes, you gotta sir. Talk, you got to talk NASCAR. Yeah, we always have. 
<laughs> I turn that better than you can. Yep. All right, and of course, a little look ahead at some fun NFL props and whatnot, yeah. uh, line movement for Super Bowl 57. Then we got up finish strong with a full slate of college basketball, a little NCAA action for a full primetime Saturday. Yeah, for sure. We got the whole day slated for you, so just stay tuned and we'll give you your whole day. You're yeah. sitting in front of your TV. <laughs> yep, and you can you can go out Friday night, you know, tie one on, whatever you got to do. <laughs> you just got to be in front of your TV set by 11 a.m. because that is a tip-off of number eight, the Kansas Jayhawks, going to Ames, Iowa, a little, what is that, Hilton Coliseum magic yep. against the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, two teams that, you know, kind of had different fates their last game. Yeah. Iowa State, uh, overtime lost to a gritty Texas Tech team. We've talked yeah. about Texas Tech. We have. They're better than the record shows. And they're two games above 500 in the Big 12 right yeah. now. So that says something. Uh, on the flip side, Kansas kind of putting their foot back down. Yeah, for sure. You know, showing their pedigree, defending home court, taking down the Wildcats for the 17th time in a row. I believe at, at home. home. Yeah, at home. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, Kansas State, you know, against Kansas just has to be happy that they split the season against them, yeah. obviously beating them a couple weeks ago in uh, Manhattan. So, yeah. but the I'm looking at this, Andy, and the ESPN index right now has uh-huh. Iowa State as a 58% chance to win this game. I think that's out of uh-huh. whack. <laughs> I, I, I get that they're 13 in the nation. I get it. But yeah. they're coming off two losses. Kansas coming off two big wins against two good teams, Kansas State in Kentucky at Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, a, that's a game we both got wrong. We did. We well, that was that was after you know Kansas was on a three game losing streak or right. whatever. So it, it's hard to judge these guys or whatever. But two people that I really want to dive into in this game is Iowa State's Jaron Holmes. He's their guard. He's their best player. He averages thirteen and a half points a game, Andy. Uh-huh. And when he doesn't get to his points. They do not score. They, they do not a, win. Yeah, yeah. And against Texas Tech, he only had nine points in that game. They just beat K State on the 24th of January, and he had 23 points. Same against Texas, they beat him. He had 21 points. So when he hovers around that 20 point average, right. Andy, yeah, yeah. they have a lot better chance of winning than losing. So you're going to have to look at Jaron Holmes the, on the other side of this ball, Andy is just one of the top players in the entire nation, Jalen Wilson yeah. for the Kansas Jayhawks. They always this, have that guy. This guy is they just— They always have that guy. That guy, I mean? and he's averaging 21.3 points a game, Andy, with 8.5 rebounds Jeez. to boot. Uh, yeah, like I said, this guy played great against Kansas State the first time, dropping 38 points, just dropped 20 on him again last night, yeah. had a really good game against Kentucky as well with 22 points and 8 rebounds. This guy is a world stopper, probably a candidate for a player of the year. Yeah, just one um, of those dudes. Just that, one of those dudes, yep. one of the best players in the nation. But I really do think you know ESPN kind of has this you know, wrong. It's, it's, I, it's in Ames. It is in Ames, uh, but... The way that Kansas went into Kentucky and kind of put their foot down there and beat them by right. you know double digit scores, I really think Kansas has it. I think Self has them back on the straight and narrow, and track. I think Kansas takes this one home. So be looking at that line because if you're getting plus money on the Jayhawks, take it. All right. Well, I probably like that. That's that eleven o'clock tip on ESPN. Should we stay in the Big Twelve? Let's do it. Number ten, Texas is traveling to the Little Apple, Kansas yeah. State. Heck to yeah, Manhattan, Kansas. To take on number seven Wildcats, we just mentioned it, coming off a tough loss. Yeah. That's on ESPN2. 
two, and that's a three o'clock tip. You got it. And this is just so great about Big Twelve basketball, Andy. This year, we're oh, just talking so about stacked. we're talking about four teams that are ranked inside the top. 13. Mm-hmm. Texas coming in here ranked number 10 against Kansas State at number 7. Obviously, yeah. they might drop a little bit, but not far, losing no. to a number 8 Kansas team. They gave themselves a shot to win on the road in Lawrence. Exactly. Okay, nobody does that. Nobody they, does it. They didn't either, but you know they at least gave themselves <laughs> a puncher's chance. Yeah, exactly. And ESPN has this one kind of flip-flopped, Andy, with the away team coming in as a 56% chance to win this game. Texas? Texas coming in on the road to win Ooh. this game. Uh, a big driving factor is that they just took down another big Big 12 team that's yeah. really good this year in Baylor, beating them by five uh, at home in uh, uh, Texas. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really like Jerome Tang, the head coach for sure. of Kansas State. Just his calmness, his coolness. You know, usually you look a little flustered after yeah. you get, you know, beat up in Lawrence. He was just like, you know what? I've already knocked off the Jayhawks once, you know. Yeah. So this this series kind of goes the way it usually goes, or it should go in my eyes. Home home team wins. Yeah. Home, you know, in the Sunflower Sunflower State, right? Rivalry yeah. or whatever it is. So they feel very confident at home. Texas is so they know they can beat a team of that pedigree. Agreed. So it is kind of it, it's a curious line that ESPN and others already have Texas at such a favorite. I get it; they're playing really good basketball, but. Man, the Big 12 is across the board. Yeah, agreed, Andy. And one driving factor for me with K-State, Andy, is Keontae Johnson, their best player, averaging 18 points a game, Uh keeping him out of foul trouble. This game against Kansas that they just had, he had four fouls. They, oh, in Lawrence, it, surprise. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, he still got his 36 minutes or whatever, but it felt like he was playing a little underwhelming, a little yeah. lackadaisical, didn't want to get those fouls. But if this guy puts his you know, puts his nose down, this guy is one of the best players in the country. Yep. Keontae Johnson, if he has you know, 25, 30 points, I like K-State to win this game, Andy. All righty, let's move on to the Big East, a primetime matchup of a couple of headliner type of brands, and we're yeah. talking about the Villanova Wildcats taking on our Creighton Blue Jays. The Big East. That's the 6.30 tip-off on Fox. And I'll tell you what, I feel like Creighton, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a homer yeah. from the Omaha, Nebraska area. For whatever. sure. I feel like they've turned a corner. They're putting things together. Cockbrenner is healthy. Yep. Kaluma's putting in big-time minutes. Nimhart is the man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hitting big shot after big shot. Yep. Uh, making defensive plays as well. And that's what I really like about this Creighton team. Yeah. I feel like they have figured it out defensively. Yeah. They're it, not just hanging on three-point shots anymore. I'll, I'll tell you what, Andy. A big um, – I was at the game. Xavier. Xavier. Uh, 13 in the nation came in to Creighton. Everybody thought, you know – this is an underwhelming Creighton team, all yep. that kind of stuff. Oh, we yeah. talked about it on the pod last week yep. that Creighton is, you know, a sleeping giant right now. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be good coming in, you know, took a couple losses early in the year, but this team is one of the best teams in the nation. I truly believe that. And when wow. they play like they did last Saturday with all starting five guys in double figures, yep. they are a very hard team to beat. And like you said, Kaluma came in with 20, Kalkbrenner's right there at 17, and the rest of those three in the starting lineup with over 10 points so when this team does this which they're very capable of doing because they're all pretty good offensive players that do they have their holes yes but alexander can go in for 20 nimhard just like you said he he can go for a triple double anytime he wants to this guy is one of the best player point guards in the nation can get 10 points 10 points uh 10 assists 10 rebounds anytime he wants and our you know our kind of wild card in this whole thing, Andy, 
is Shireman. It is. Baylor Shireman. It is. It, averaging 13.5 points per game and 8 rebounds. He's our best rebounder, and he's just kind of a wild card. And he's He'll our, pull up from 30. Yeah, and he's a guard, and he's <clears> our best rebounder. I believe he's their best passer. Yeah. And he's the new guy. He's the new guy. Uh, and there was a couple of games, especially when they were getting out of that funk. Yeah. You know, that three or f- what? It was like a five-game skid. Five-game skid. Yeah. Uh, he hit a couple big threes. There was one game where he was the only guy that hit a three. Yeah. Creighton Blue Jays. A Creighton Blue Jays They team. let it fly, and he was the only one that could. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that, you see things like that, and that's shocking. They're still able to pull off that win. I forget yeah. who it was, like Marquette or something. But this last game, this is how good I believe Creighton is now. Yeah. They go on the road. Uh, and they beat um, a, a Big East team on the road by ten, by double digits, and it's underwhelming. They didn't cover, so they're you know going against <laughs> exactly. the spread. But they beat Georgetown, okay, on the road, and five five players scored in double digits. Let me run down again. This. Kaluma twelve points, Cockbrenner sixteen, Nemhart fourteen, Alexander eleven, Baylor Shireman rounds it out with ten. I love that balance on yeah. offense. And if back-to-back can, games just did that. And you've been a conference foe on the road by double digits, and that's underwhelming? Yeah. I mean, that, that tells you something. That tells you, and they're, they're five in a row, Andy, of their last five, five in a row, beating all Big East teams. I really like this team right now, Andy. And with Villanova, I know that we haven't spoken on them a little bit, just lost to Providence, a team that Creighton opened up this winning streak with. Yeah, yeah. So I really think that... I don't think Villanova can score enough points to keep up with Creighton. I mean, you're just looking down the list here of their last games. Uh, Villanova scoring 65, 57, 77. This isn't the way that Creighton plays basketball. The last few for no. Creighton, 84, 104, 73, yep. 87. And they got a little bit of a defensive presence to go with exactly. that. They can go over the century mark and still post you up, still play some defense. <clears throat> exactly. I don't think Villanova can hang with them offensively either. You talked about Creighton has some holes. Well, I think the old Wildcats no doubt. of uh, Villanova might have a couple more. Exactly. And they're coming into the CHI Health Center in downtown Omaha. Ooh. It is going to be rocking. Yep. Get your get get there to watch this Creighton team before it's too late. This is one of the best teams that I've seen in recent years. Get down there. It's going to be fun. It's not going to be a dollar beer night again, is it? No, this will not be a dollar beer night. (laughs) That's a lot of fun, and the crowd gets just a decibel or two higher. Yep, no doubt about (laughs) it. When we have those dollar beer nights, uh, that's just. But this is prime time on Saturday night, so they're going to get their money's worth. All righty. Well, that will about do it for WTL. Where's the line this week? Let's take one more. Uh, say thanks to one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. Kind of changed gears here for this last segment. Yeah. Cracked open a cozy IPA. That's a cold IPA in their new IPA series that they started to launch over the summer, now into the winter. You know what? Even if you're not an IPA guy, it's one that you can sip on. Yeah, it can it's go right. down for sure. It's all right. There's the horn. So we are right on time. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, our YouTube sh- shorts, Twitter, and TikTok to receive those daily free picks, and, of course, the feature-length episodes on our YouTube channel. For Jabron, the parlay pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.